Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. Happy summer. Happy hot days. If you're in the middle of hot days where you are, I am in the middle of very hot days here in Los Angeles. Hot inside and out thoughts that are heating me up and shoulds that are heating me up. Hot flashes that are heating me up just feeling massively out of balance, body, mind, and spirit. So I thought this might be a good opportunity to read to myself and to all of us from my book. And this is a section from Superhero Training Camp. And um, this section is called Heart Openers. And before I start it, I just want to say what also inspired me to read from the book this week and specifically from this section is that it mentions Marianne Williamson. I mentioned Marianne Williamson a few times in the book and this is one of my favorite parts of the book. Um, she's been an inspiration in a lot of ways and I wanted to honor her this week because she kicked ass this week on her um, presidential campaign and whether you believe she can win or not, or believe in, in what she um, stands for, give her a listen whenever you get a chance and open your heart to what she's saying. Because she's, she's actually not just a new age guru, famous author. She is really kick-ass smart. So I highly encourage you to check her out and definitely go see the, the interview that she did with Colbert this week. This episode is an acknowledgement of Marianne Williamson. It's also, I'm hoping to be a, a cooling salve on my own soul in reading this section from my book, which if you don't know is Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. It came out in January of this year, 2019, and it is available wherever you get your books. So I encourage you to go get it. And also, if you like this podcast, please go rate and review it and subscribe to it. It'll bring more superheroes into the fold. And that's the goal. More people talking about things just like this heart openers. So now I will begin. An open heart is a mighty heart. When your heart is an open channel through which love can flow in and out, it becomes a giant power generator. In my quest to heal my heart and chisel away at the cold stone barriers created by past pains, I gravitated toward sweet, warm remedies like the poetry of Rumi. Rumi wrote about the beloved who can be perceived as both God and a lover. This focused my attention on God spirit and the purest of loves 
that makes my heart spring back to life by opening those love channels. I kept a Rumi book with me at all times during my healing to inspire me to remain open-hearted as he was, open to God and to the heart of others. Another superhero training coach who always offers a salve for my heart is Marianne Williamson. I participated in her Enchanted Love Workshop, throughout which Marianne led us in guided meditations and conversations to help us create a more sacred relationship with love. In one, I saw myself standing, shielding my eyes with my right hand while forcefully stretching my left arm in front of me, palm up as if to say, stop, to anyone coming toward me. Yet in the vision, it wasn't a person from whom I was shielding myself. It was a bright light. I knew in that instant that the light was supremely divine, God, my own light and all the love that I had ever pushed away. And I realized that that light is always inside me. It is the mighty flame, the source of infinite love, and the place where we are and always will be love strong, no matter what. Then another wave of realization washed over me. While I had been keeping the light at bay, I was also shunning the dark, denying both myself and my loves the opportunity to heal those dark places we were brought together to explore. Superheroes have to be able to dance in the shadows and bask in the brightest of lights. Nothing taught me this lesson more clearly than a visualization Marianne led in which we were instructed to think of someone we had loved in the past or imagine someone we were yet to meet. Then she led us through the intimate ritual of bathing each other's feet. Having been in India several times, where I learned about the sweet ritual of bathing a master's feet, my heart burst open. The mere thought of treating a love in this way, understanding that he and I were masters for each other, potentially leading each other to a higher place, was very moving. Imagine bathing the feet of your love as gently and lovingly as you would bathe a newborn baby. Deep into this visualization, I envisioned something that can only be described as otherworldly. Mr. X and I were beings of light. There were no hard edges defining our bodies. In my mind's eye, I reached my hand gently into his chest to touch his heart. I very delicately took his heart out of his chest and poured warm water over it. In fact, this felt more like pouring my own love into it. I just calmly held it, feeling more and more love each second. Then I put it back, and we were both, as a result, even brighter lights. This visualization revealed one of the most powerful superhero of love lessons, When we give gentle love to each other's hearts, we make our own mighty flames grow stronger. Imagine what the world would be like if we treated each other's hearts and our own hearts with such care on a regular basis, honoring our mutual vulnerability. This is what ultimately makes us superheroes of love. In giving, we receive. In receiving, we give and each expands our heart's capacities. Some say that the term open-hearted 
is a misnomer, that our hearts are never really closed, just as the sun never ceases to shine. The question is not whether your heart is open. The question is how much light is in your heart. For if it's closed, no light can get in. It feels good to be warm. We tend to build some pretty strong stone walls out of the hard and crusty remains of past losses. Experiencing the softness of love can feel as impossible as hearing music coming from a soundproof booth. We rub up against the hard edges and don't recognize that even these self-imposed borders don't have to be as rigid as we make them out to be. We have the power to soften those edges so we can feel that love. And it's a natural instinct to shield ourselves from the stabs. It's actually kind of incredible that we haven't evolved to have tortoise-like shells over our hearts. It would be hilarious if we could see each other's otherwise invisible shells as we meander through life. Oh, that looks like a doozy of a heartache, poor guy. How is he able to drive like that? He must have really long arms. One of my friends had her heart broken when she was a teenager, and to this day, in her 40s, she has not reopened that door. Another friend in her 60s is in the same spot after a man left her for a younger woman more than 20 years ago. We all have our tortoise shells and steel doors. But what do superheroes do with barriers like those? We bust through them. We leap over the tall buildings of our anger. We dive deep into the seas of our sadness. We jettison ourselves across the grand canyons that our saboteurs have carved. We fly high with our hearts to touch as many other hearts as we can. If you're unsure whether your heart is more closed or open... The following lists of markers will help. Here are some things that people say that may indicate a closed heart. I will never get married again. I'm done with dating. I don't need a man in my life. All the good men are taken. I'm just not interested in love anymore. And here are some things that people do that may indicate a closed heart. Avoid social interactions. Freeze or lose steam around dreams and goals. Reduce phone calls to friends and family. Rebuff compliments or attentions that encourage them to get back into the dating game. Overfocus on their children's lives or work. I knew my heart was opening on a morning that began with subtlety and grew in force. I had just come back from the farmer's market with my bounty of flowers and veggies. The flowers were particularly joyous, an array of ranunculus, mini calla lilies, gladiolas, and daffodils. I made arrangements and placed them all around the house, starting at my favorite Buddha statue. He was particularly happy with this offering. I shared his joy and sat down to meditate. I usually struggle to wrestle my chatterbox self to the ground. Sometimes it's a matter of letting my thoughts, negative or otherwise, come and go as they please until they simply lose their power. More often, though, I focus on a mantra that I can cling to like a magic carpet. But when I am already filled with joy, I am clear, contented, connected, and present. 
I feel lucky, as if wishes can come true. Since I was already in this state when I sat down to meditate on this particular morning, I asked for a message. This is what I received. To receive love, your heart must be soft like the heart of a flower. I imagined opening up a flower to look at its center. I didn't want to hurt the flower, even my imagination. So instead, like the sperm that made its way swiftly toward the egg in the movie Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask, I imagined swimming down into the heart of the flower. I dove into its center. It was soft and warm, this place where the joy of being a flower resides, where its reason to be remains until it is no longer. I knew that this is where a flower's inspiration lives, the place that tells it to turn its face toward the sun, to reach its roots into the earth, and to open its petals. In our own soft, warm, fluid hearts, we likewise find the source of what draws us toward the warmth of love. It is as pure as the instinct to turn to the sun. This is a spot that can be felt and heard. When something touches this place or you hear it speak to you, you know it's the truth. The more opportunities you take to touch it, the more you will be able to be with it, tap into it, and live it. And the more you live it, the more love-strong you will be. It's hard to open your heart and hear this truth when you are living in fear. Swami Chidvalasananda Gurumai taught me that all choices lie either on the path of love or on the path of fear. Life choices are as simple as choosing between apples and oranges. You must choose love, not fear. This wisdom has come in handy for me over the years. Usually I can discern the path of love and avoid the path of fear, but I've also developed an uncanny ability, like most humans, to disguise my fear, wrapping it in a fluffy cloak that looks suspiciously like love. We've all seen people rush into a new relationship before fully ending another because they are afraid to be alone, yet they truly relate to the new relationship as a choice of love. While sometimes these can end up being long-term, loving connections, often the fear of being alone can drive us towards something that is not truly love. Is that love in fear's clothing, or fear in love's clothing? Even though I had been single for a few years before I met Mr. X, I see now that I jumped into this relationship because I was afraid I wouldn't meet another man who would value me, or whom I considered to be so much fun. I had also hardwired an alarm clock into my brain that I didn't even realize was ticking so loudly that it was challenging my clarity. Must be married before 50 or you'll just be an old dog lady. While I would have sworn that love was driving my choice to be with Mr. X, there was a lot of unconscious fear guiding me. Fear put the blinders on and covered up the things that would have otherwise been deal breakers for me in, in any relationship. Let your fears rise up so that you can look at them with open eyes. Understand them and evaluate them with an open heart. Whatever you are afraid of is rarely as ugly as you make it out to be in your mind. I turned 50 and I didn't self-combust because I was single. Your love league and superhero training coaches will remind you of these facts. To fear is human 
and even the most colossal of fears won't take you out. Most important, having a hot and juicy relationship with fear can lead you to have the courage to see, to dive in and confront a truth you may not have seen otherwise. If you can go one step further and transform fear into excitement, fear's not too distant cousin, you may discover a direct path to the other side of whatever frightens you. It's mighty vulnerable work uncovering these fears. It takes attention and courage to remain open-hearted. So if you're feeling less than brave, try pumping some empathy iron. At the beginning of my journey, when I was most in pain, I often wondered how many other people on the planet were suffering the loss of a love in exactly the same state of mind at that precious moment. I remember being curled up in bed, traveling the world in my mind, imagining someone on the other side of the globe, suffering a broken heart just as I was, a person weeping in Sweden, someone begging God to relieve the pain in Nairobi, a man pouring his heart out to his girlfriend over coffee in Naples, a woman in Japan staring silently at the ring her lost love had given her. I could muster up some mighty empathy for my imagined brothers and sisters, I wouldn't dare belittle what they were going through as I did with myself. Sending loving thoughts to others in my situation brought me comfort. We are all in this experience of life together. We all love so similarly. From the flutterings, sighs, and tinglings of new loves to the straining, piercing, and bloodletting that can punctuate their endings. My friend Anne once shared some wise words with me about compassion. She said, when we're trying to get somewhere, we have to have compassion for ourselves. Like when we're trying to lose weight, but the pain of not eating and feeling hungry distracts us from the fact pain will lead us to a higher place. You have to have compassion for the part of you that is instigating the special breed of pain that will allow you to step into your greatness. The superhero's path must be paved with compassion for ourselves, for our bodies, for our powers, for our loved ones, for our enemies. We often treat ourselves with even less compassion than we give to our enemies, don't we? We so do, don't we? That was an excerpt from my book, Superhero of Love. That did me a lot of good. I hope it did you some good as well. And I wanted to share that I actually did the exercise that I am referenced in this excerpt, the Marianne Williamson exercise that led me to the visualization of reaching into Mr. X's chest and pulling out his heart, as only one can do when one is imagining oneself as a light being. (laughs) And I was being interviewed about this book a few weeks ago, and we were talking about this section. And all of a sudden in the interview, I had an aha moment that I needed to actually do this exercise for my mother and imagine my mother as a light being, me as a light being, and me reaching into her heart. Because we were having a little problem in our relationship. And I did this visualization, and it really did open me up over the course of the these last couple of weeks in my exchanges to be far more loving with her and far more compassionate than I would have been, I think, had I not done the exercise. So I just wanted to share that it actually 
worked for me recently. So I hope you'll try it if you're inspired to. If you have someone with whom you'd like to heal your heart connection, whether you see that person anymore or don't, as I don't have interaction with Mr. X. And yet it was so healing, even with a person that I don't see anymore. It was a beautiful coda to that relationship, a loving coda to that relationship. And thank you for the opportunity here to read an excerpt from a book that actually helped shift my energy. So I'm grateful and I hope it helped you. And please go find the book or if you know somebody that would that would benefit from the book, please tell them about it. Superhero of Love is on sale wherever you get your books. Alright, thank you Superhero. Come again next week. Lots of love. Have a wonderful day.